Hey, hey, welcome. Episode seven of the Babes Talking Business podcast. We're actually really pumped to be bringing you today's show because it's on money and mindset. Loz and I kind of delve into our own personal stories around money and mindset that we've, you know, developed over the last few years. And firm believers that, you know, this is an integral part to business and it's something that we've definitely had to develop over the years to build our businesses to where they are today. So we chat about our journey and and why we're so obsessed with wealth creation and wealth principles because believe it or not, we were not financially savvy not so long ago. So we're just excited to, you know, shed some light on what we know and hopefully it adds value to your life today. So if you're loving our podcast, guys, we would love for you to rate us and drop us some love on iTunes because right now I think we have like three reviews and let's not lie, that's our mums. So we want to do something really exciting and do a shout out a week on our Instagram page for anyone who reviews us. So when you give us those five sparkly stars and you give us your feedback, don't forget to leave your Instagram handle or website. So we could potentially shout you out. We'll do one a week. Please don't forget, follow us on Instagram by heading over to at Babes Talking Business. You can check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com. And this podcast is actually a vlogcast, meaning that you can actually watch each interview on YouTube by heading over to our channel. All the links for all of these can be found below in the podcast notes and on our website as well. Hope you love this one. Are we going to defy this Mercury retrograde? I reckon we should do it. I reckon we could do it. I think we're really powerful enough to do If that. this doesn't work... Anyway. <laughs> Zone into a positive energy. How, how cool has this season of our vlogcast been so far? It's been so cool. I've been loving learning just from other people and being inspired to think differently. I think think bigger mm. as well. Like I think so many, so many times you get caught up in your own little business bubble and you kind of think... Oh, yeah, like, what can I do now? And it just kind of makes you just, oh, the possibilities. I know. It's been really cool. We've spoken to some really cool business people who are just, like, killing it in the industry. And I've just learned so much. I'm sure our listeners have as well. Yeah, especially, like, imagine making a six-figure income and not owning any property. That was a good episode. <laughs> that was awesome. Maybe I could do that. I'm Maybe. sure. I hope you guys have been taking notes that we've been yeah. listening in. <laughs> and Fuddy and Karina and just, yeah, it's been really cool so mm. far. So what um, what is our theme? What is our topic for today's Laws and Shan? I think we're going to talk about money episode. and mindset, our own personal money and mindset stories because I think a lot of people, they tune in and they might see our journeys and you hear from us briefly, but maybe you don't really know what our journey's been like with money and why we're so interested in wealth creation and wealth principles mm, as well. That's true. Because, yeah, I definitely, if I flat rewind back 10 years ago, I was not financially savvy at all. In fact, <laughs> I was in like thousands of dollars of debt with maxed out credit cards and living beyond my means and just had no concept around savings or even wealth creation and having your money work for you. Yeah. Like just stuff like that. I, didn't I think there's a lot of Gen that. Y babies that are probably listening who can relate to that too because they're like called the Brat Pack. We're like the generation who want things like now. Yeah. So we don't, we don't, lots of us don't learn like delay gratification, having to work for something that's like, I'll put it on a credit card. If I want something now, I'm going to have it now. Yeah, that's so true. Simon Sinek does a really good um, TED talk on that actually. Oh, does he? 
Yeah, he does. He talks about how Gen Y are just so like, I want it now. I like we're so like used to having an app where we can just like get Uber Eats to our front door, or we can like shop online now, or just everything so instant. And it never used to be like that. You used to have to like work for something, and it used to be like that in the working industry, the working field. Like you had to work hard for your money. Yeah. And he does. He says something really cool about how like I'm not ragging out on Gen Y because I am Gen Y, <laughs> but like he actually speaks about how why so many people are now creating businesses and it's because we have this thing where we're like we can do it better and we can do it bigger and we can do it faster that's our mentality these days I do actually remember reading that chapter because he spoke about a lot about how the older generations can actually leverage off working with us because a lot of stuff that we do bring to the table and just knowing Mm. that sometimes we're hard to work with because we have unrealistic (laughs) expectations like we want this we want it now but he talks about how they bring like new energy to the table and how you can really work with that so that's is that eaters eat last i think that's that was the book that he talks about it's in the last chapter of that too yeah yeah if you want to listen to that it's his jam like start with why and his ted talks and stuff i think he just like that's his that's his thing that's his thing yeah um, I remember hearing your story, I think you shared it at a conference once actually when you spoke about the fact, like your story with money and you're talking about when you stood, you sat at the petrol station that time and you're like, mm. oh my God. Yeah, that was like a real defined moment for me and uh, I'll share the story for those who haven't heard it, I guess when I, where was I? I'm trying to take myself back. I was like, I was a nurse already. So I'd finished university and I'd been working as a nurse for like however long and I was still dead broke. Like all through uni, I lived on credit cards because anyone who's done nursing or has done anything similar to that, it's like you work for 40 hours a week and you don't get paid. That's part of like, it's your practical, it's part of your degree. So I'm like working my ass off, (laughs) learning at the same time, not getting paid, literally only had like the weekends to work and working 40 hour week as a nurse, like you don't want to work on the weekends. Like you are so tired. And of course... And I did this when I had student nurses, but like you'd give them all the hard shit because you're like, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to give it to the student nurse. So you're like busting your butt. Yeah. No time for work, no money. So I just lived on credit cards. And I remember like I'd buy my groceries with it. I'd fill my car up with fuel. I'd like spoil myself a bit well, all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like literally living off a credit card. And I remember the bank giving me a $2,000 limit when I first applied for it. And $2,000 back then was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, I've got 2,000 bucks to work with here. Like I was just like on cloud nine. I was like, yay, yay. Um, And then, you know, like every quarter or whatever, like I'd get a credit card increase and like they kept increasing my credit card because I was such a valued customer Mm -hmm. because I was, you know, paying my bill all the time. But little did I know, I had no education that I was actually just paying the bare minimum. I wasn't paying it off. I was like just giving the minimum and I was like paying interest and it was just like a nightmare. So I find myself finishing uni and I'm like, yeah, I can pay off this $10,000 credit card that I have. Plus Plus my hex debt. Oh my gosh. And it was so hectic because I started working and what was my wage back then? Like as a, a year one nurse, I think I was on like, let's say $22 now. I can't remember now. How bad is that? But So I was working about 38 hours a week. So I was on like an average income, but I just wasn't getting ahead still. I was still like all of a sudden I was like, oh, I can afford rent to be more and I can afford this now and that. And I just didn't have the mentality of, 
I have this debt and I need to get rid of it. I was just paying the bare minimum. So I remember one day, like I was on my way to work and I was just about to run out of fuel in my car, which was like a story of my life. Literally. <laughs> I'm just so many people in the line being like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Like literally like seeing that thing flash, like it happened to me so many times where it was like flashing empty and I was like, I've still got 10 Ks to go. I still have like, you know, so I'm filling my car up. I look in my bank account. I literally have nothing in there. I had a $5 note in my wallet and I was like, I need this five bucks to get me from A to B and it needs to last me until next payday, which was going to be the following week. (laughs) So I was just like, fuck. Um, And yeah, I just remember like I was putting fuel in my car and I wasn't paying attention and it went over the $5 and I was just like, oh my God, like I literally don't have any money. So I walk in there with my $5 and I'm like, I remember like putting my hands down all the seats in the car. Cause I was like, there's gotta be coins in here somewhere. <laughs> I'm like looking in every glove box and yeah, like walked in there so embarrassed and like tail between my legs. And I just explained, like, I've only got a $5 note. And, of course, like, I used to work at a petrol station. And I know how annoying that is. Like, the chick was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I just remember, like, sitting back in my car um, and, like, hands on the steering wheel and just, like, bawling my eyes out because I was like, what am I doing? Like, what? I have no money. I actually have a really good job. I'm getting paid quite well. And I have no money. And I have this $10,000 credit card that I bought out on, like, for the last couple of years. And like, I'm going nowhere. So I remember that was like the defying moment for me where I was like, I need more money. I need to create something for myself where I can create a separate income stream or a little business on the side, or like, I need to sell something on eBay. Like I was just like, what can I do? And that's when my brain started ticking. I love that too. Cause it's like, you get taught so many things at school, but nobody actually teaches you about money like Mm. why don't they teach us stuff that we could actually use like like seriously geography or whatever history in high school like I don't use that why didn't you teach me how to budget (laughs) yeah like budget or learning about different streams of income or learning about the tax man or learning about Mm. all the jargon that goes with it like we all need money we all have bills to pay yeah and it's so funny because I know I know firsthand like listening to your story and other people listening in like so many people can relate to that but it's like they actually never knew any better and mm. lots of the times people get their education around money from their parents. So if their parents mm. haven't been taught well about money, you learn how to manage money, your mindset's what you kind of inherit. And I remember I didn't actually become aware of my money story. Like everyone's got your own money story. Yeah. I remember being young and just being so stingy with money. Like <laughs> I honestly remember. I remember like I would never shout anyone anything if it was like a bill. I was that annoying person. I was like, yeah, but I didn't eat any meat, so mine's like five dollars cheaper. Or I didn't drink yeah. any alcohol. We've all got one of those friends. Yes, that was me. <laughs> that was totally me. And I think it wasn't until I started reading and learning more about wealth creation, but the actual mindset around money where you start to learn about like with anything, like you actually have a story and you can change a story at any time. So learning a lot about like the wealth principles and I know you're a massive believer in the universal laws as well. Mm. And like coming from that place of abundance, like I remember this, you just kind of look at money, think it's just money and you just pay for something and that's the end of it. But when you start delving into it, there's so many awesome resources out there when you can actually completely change that around. Yeah. Yeah. And I talk about my mentors who helped me through that. In fact, we've got them on one of the episodes coming up and 
Um, yeah, Mitch and Mills taught me this amazing, well, first of all, I did their money mindset course and it was a two day seminar, which completely changed my life. Like I walked in with a $10,000 credit card and I walked out with chopping it in half because I was just so determined to get rid of that thing. But it's so much more than saving and being really good with your money. It's totally a mindset thing. And like you said, like we carry this story around there are certain times in our lives through our childhood where we perceived something to be bad or we perceived something to have affected us. I know for me, like my story was how um, I perceived the people at my school to be with their money. I went to a really great school, but I wasn't really rich and everyone I went to school with was. And so my money story started there. So Mm -hmm. this seminar was amazing because it helps you like delve into what your brain does, why you have these characteristics, why you have this way with money, the way you think about it. Like, how do you think about people with money? Are they bad or are they good? How do you perceive people who are successful? Are they like, were they sleazy? Is that how they became successful? Or do you really admire them? Like, there's so much groundwork there. And this course really helped me because, um, and this isn't a plug for the course. It literally was what changed me in my mindset, made me think like, oh my gosh, I have some shit, some baggage I've got to deal with. And yeah, yeah it really helped. It's like that activity, like I'm sure you've, like I think you've done it a few times as well. Like if you're someone who doesn't even think you've got a money story, like sit down with a piece of paper and you write down, what is it like a really, a really a rich person is? A really yeah. rich person is like, don't even think about it. Just write down the first thing what that comes, comes up. To, what are some other things that they, they get you? There's some really good ones. Yeah, like um, oh, I can't remember now. I remember that activity though. I've done it a few times now and it's so crazy because if you don't give yourself time to kind of, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like edit what you're trying to think. You just get your instant reaction when you're writing down your the finishing of that sentence. So that's when you become really aware of the shit that you're actually thinking about money. Yeah. Like, and how you perceive people who have money, people who perceive you don't have money. Or Yeah. It's crazy. It's so true. Actually, I remember when I went to India last year, um, like I thought all my money shit had been dealt with last year when I went to India and India, oh my God, was like this huge mirror. It was like this massive reflection for me. I did a blog on it because I was like, I need to express what I've just tapped into over here. And it was so interesting, like what came up for me over there. Um, Like I've never been a materialistic person. Well, I lie. When I was in a really bad mindset with money, I was very materialistic. I always had to like prove, I felt like I had to prove myself by buying expensive clothes and handbags and like living this like rinsy lifestyle, which I couldn't afford. And then it's almost like now I'm like, oh, I can't stand that. Mm. <laughs> but going to India made me realize like, well, why can't I stand it? Like, why do I have this thing about money and and why is there so much emotion attached to that and yeah it made me really delve deeper into what was going on for me and it's just amazing it is and I think once you start tapping into like learning about and reading about it and just thinking differently about money because it's like I said it's school you don't get really taught Mm. about money but at the same time you're kind of groomed to think in a certain way about money you go to you do if you're somebody went traditional school and then you went to university you kind of said oh well what you do is you work this amount of hours a week and you get an annual income and you have four weeks rec leave and (laughs) if you're lucky you'll get nine months maternity leave and it's like you kind of get groomed to think this certain way so you automatically for most people and that's why I love hearing from these entrepreneurs because they're thinking in a completely different way is like you're working for money like you've got to do something provide a service or be here for a certain amount of time to try to get that paycheck yeah and so I love like 
I know Fadi was talking about, like you leverage off an idea, like having an idea and learning the power in leverage. Yeah. And definitely. I think it, it wasn't really because I did go through that traditional schooling and that was the way I was kind of just groomed to think. And I remember it being so woo-woo and out of the box that anything that was different to that, I would think, oh, my God, it's, that's illegal or that's a pyramid yeah. scheme or they're doing something dodgy. But those books, um, what's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, what? What's his name? Kiyosaki. Rob Kiyosaki. Rob Kiyosaki. It was like one of the first books. You're someone who's just delving into this. It's a really good yeah. way to think about the difference in totally. money. Because he talks about like having his own dad, his biological dad, and he calls him a poor dad, even though he's someone who's really, really well educated and he, he did everything he was supposed to do to get ahead. He's still only one paycheck ahead. And yeah. he's always, he doesn't have time freedom and he's always exhausted. Then he's yeah. got his friend's dad, who's a rich dad, who didn't go to university but thinks outside the box. And he always, with throughout the book, and if you're like me and you're lazy, I listen to the Audible. Um, <laughs> he draws parallels between the different two mindsets and ways of thinking. So if you're someone who's new to this and you want to learn a little bit more about money and mindset, I think that was a very one of the first books that kind yeah. of made me think differently and even made me aware that there was a different way to think. So it kind of you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. One of my favourite most recent books that's really popular here in Australia at the moment, it's not really like a book that's growing overseas because it's very specific for Australia, but I recommend reading it, is The Barefoot Investor. Yeah. And I love what he writes about because he actually starts making you think about like retirement, life insurance, protection, and actually budgeting so that when you've got bills coming out, you're not going to be insufficient funds or you're not going to like go you know overdrawing or anything like that he actually helps you set up a system where you've got the money in there and I love his philosophy on we don't need credit cards like that the banks don't make money from you because of the interest or whatever like they're making money off you from your credit card people who buy credit cards like and selling credit cards is that's a that's sales and I love what he says about how why do, why do we need credit cards? We get lured with these points. And I am totally one of those people who got lured with points. I was like, oh, my God, I can collect all these points. And if I get a Qantas one, like, it's double. And I remember just, like, buy, uh, buying stuff. Like, I – and I had – like, this was recently. Like, I literally chopped up my credit card um, – what was it? Like, for yeah, yeah, a couple of months ago. Yeah. But before that, I would, like, pay a bill with my credit card because I wanted the points. And then I'd pay my credit card with the money that I had in my bank account. And this guy talks about how you don't need the points. It's just a sales pitch. They're making money from you from you actually having that credit card. Someone who has a – oh, someone was telling me this the other day. And they also bank off the knowledge that they know that most people don't pay it before the due date. Due date so they yeah. know that's where they make the money because majority of people are lazy mm. or life gets busy and they make that money off the doubled interest that actually yeah. ends up happening. Or the way that I got done once was I remember like I looked at my statement and I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, X amount of dollars from my personal development account, X amount of dollars from my food account, la la la. And then I paid it, but I didn't actually look at the number at the top, which was what I was actually owing. And then for like four months I was behind and I was paying interest on that amount because I don't know, I just thought like, like no one taught me how to read a credit card statement. I know that sounds so dumb, but like literally what happened. And I remember calling up Amex and I was like, why am I paying $80 of interest every month? Like, I pay my bill on time. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you dickhead. <laughs> you've, um, you've, like, yeah, I was like, oh, this needs to be taught in school. <laughs> and I, I love Barefoot Investor because the book is just, and that's what I 
I really love about what we do in babes in business as well. It's just really raw and authentic. Like he doesn't try sugarcoat for th- sugarcoat mm. anything. He kind of says like, you know, one day you're probably gonna die, <laughs> and yeah. one day you're gonna need to retire. And like his whole story starts off talking about he loses everything. Like he loses his property at the start of the book. Yeah, and he talks about how done. he wants to help others and protect them. So because that stuff happens every day. Yeah. Um. But another book um that Kim Kiyosaki is a rich um what's his name Robert's wife wrote one called Rich Woman. And what I love, it's the same kind of thing as Barefoot Investor, but targeted towards women. So there's some good books, guys, if you want to delve into money and mindset. (laughs) But both of them preach about not actually having to sacrifice your standard of living. Like, you don't live here to pay the banks. Like, you don't live here to pay all these other institutions. Like, you work 50 hours a week if that's what you're doing. It's like, enjoy the life you live. So they talk about making, like, being smarter with your money instead of saving or, like, even looking at making other sources of income as a way to actually get Mm. ahead rather than sacrificing you work 50 hours a week, now you have to sit in your little house and hibernate for two days because you've got no money to spend because you've paid all your bills. So, yeah. like, talks about actually enjoying life and creating a life where you can enjoy, like, even just the little things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, yeah, like we were saying before, like, I uh, we don't get taught this in school. We don't get taught in school how to budget, how to have, like, extra money for a rainy day in case you hurt yourself or, you know, something happens to your partner or anything like that. Like, you just don't think about those things. And then... We've had certain circumstances where people we know are, like, stuck in a really bad situation and it's like, oh, my gosh, like, we don't, you don't think about setting yourself up for something like that. Especially young girls. Like, I think for me, my, like, my aha moment, what really clicked for me was, um, as you know, like, I went to through to university and, and I'm not going to lie, one of my biggest intentions behind going to university was because I wanted to get ahead. I was the first person in my family to go to university and I thought that was a way where I'd make, have a little bit more skills and expertise where mm. I could kind of get into a job or wait, make my way up that corporate ladder where I'd make a little bit more money and I'd have a little bit more flexibility so I didn't have to make the same sacrifice as my parents did. So I did, like, the uni thing, that corporate ladder thing, and then it wasn't until um, a couple of years ago... I got a call that my nan was passing away. And I remember going down there and it was obviously a really sad time. And like, they don't just pass away in your terms. Like it was like a two week drawn out process. Like, is it today? No, is it not today? And then I had leave that was ticking over. And the stress in that whole period caused my mum to have a heart attack. Mm, So I remember remember mum being airlifted to St. Vincent's in Melbourne. And obviously it's a really traumatizing time at the time. I thought I was going to lose my mum. I thought I was going to lose my nan. Um, So yeah, mum ended up having like emergency up into Melbourne, ended up, they ended up putting a stent in and she came back, but her mum actually passed away on the way back. So mum never got to say goodbye to her mum. And it was like a whole two weeks and obviously it was really sad and I was grieving for my nan, but I wanted to be there for my mum. I remember this is like, this is what really hit me and being like, I need to be here for my mum because my mum, because of her heart attack, was too scared to grieve. Like it was a delayed process because she's like, I can't cry. My heart's going to have heart palpitations. And just knowing that like my mum needed me, yeah. But what happens in the traditional business world is that I only had a certain amount of annual leave and I'd used all my grievance leave. And so if I was going to stay, and it's not because of the management I had, it's not that they're heartless. It's just if you're That's working within a system, like you only yeah. have a certain amount of things that you're entitled to. So being like, well, I have to go back. And I just remember yeah. thinking like, is this what life is going to be like for the next 50 years? If you can't be there when your loved ones need you, there has to be an, there has to be an, 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 an other ways that one's still going (laughs) there has to be other ways of making an income where you're not it's not reliant on you actually being there and then I remember like what even hit me even harder was sitting there and I was even grateful that I had like grievance leave and I had sick leave to use because when we're sitting there by my nan like my like I said I was the first person in my family to go to uni but my mum's two sisters they never went to uni as well so they 
always found themselves kind of working a job, whatever job they could take. Cause they, yeah. They're in their 50s. They're on a minimum wage. They were single moms, so the divorce rate these days is one in two. So one of the two that was sitting there trying to raise a family by themselves, they never got ahead, so they never had their own home. So they were in their 50s, minimum wage, renting. So yeah. if they didn't go to work, they didn't, they didn't get, get paid. paid. If they didn't get paid, they couldn't pay their rent. They're on the street. Yeah. And so that really hit me because I, at least I had that leave there. Yeah. They're sitting there in their 50s and it's not like they don't want to go to work. They can't. Their mum's about to pass away. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, they're like, there's, there's, we've got to educate and look, teach women about other ways of making income. So even young women like ourselves, it's not something that we think, we don't have to think about that till we're like 50 or 60. Yeah, like, and I get on top of it. Look yeah. at life insurance and things like that. And yeah, I have heaps of friends who have started looking into life insurance, like we're, we're in our 30s and yeah. A normal 30-year-old wouldn't think about that, but you have to set yourself up. Yeah. Totally. Um, Writing your 200 reasons, you would think, like, how can I think of 200 reasons why my financial success or my financial abundance will benefit anyone? But it's actually such a beautiful activity because you start to realize, right, well, when I'm financially abundant, I'm able to give back to my charities that I love or I'm able to give back to my family or I'm able to spend more time with these people. And then the ripple effect from that. So because I get to spend more time with my family, my mum and dad feel like they have more connection or my sister feels more worthy or more loved or, and you know, with your friends that you're hanging out with because you have more time to hang out with them. Like you're, if you feel connected, you're a part of a community and the ripple effect of that and that and that is really cool. So that's one of my favorite, most favorite activities to do, especially when I'm feeling like I'm not abundant because we all snap, like we all go in those snaps where we're like, oh my goals, like I haven't reached my goals or I'm not earning what I, you know, projected to be earning or whatever. It's a really beautiful way for you to attract some really cool stuff in your life. I love that activity. I think that's how we get along so well. We're so woo-woo with our manifestations. (laughs) But it's, you know, like people call it woo-woo, whatever, but like there's a universal... There's like something beyond our reality that we can comprehend and whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it God, spirit, like divine, divinity, whatever you want to call it, there's a universal power out there that like everything happens for a reason. And I remember like when I look back on all my money shit that was going on for me, like pre-university, during and post, like it was all shaping me for me today. Like there's no way that I could be the businesswoman that I am today without all that stuff that happened to me back then yeah. because I'd have no concept or no gratitude for what what's happened in between that journey from there till now. Yeah, and definitely I can, I can add to that because I think knowing that journey, knowing what the reality is, it also gives you that fuel for the fire to help people like to actually be able to mm. empower, especially in our job, mentoring babes in business being like, so often they forget that we've been there. Like they compare their chapter one to our chapter 20. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, we had that money bullshit and we had yeah. that lack mentality and we've got to work the last two years and we've read a lot of books. We've gone to a lot of seminars. Like we've tried to, it's not just thinking about it. It's obviously we've put ourselves out there and we've actually had to apply what we're learning. So I think just with anything like money in itself, it's a journey and yeah. understanding the mindset and understanding some tips and tricks. So some of those books that we spoke about, they're a really good place to start. If you're tuning in like, all right, yeah. I'm not even aware of my money story. I don't even know where to learn about it. Obviously, disclaimer, we're not financial advisors, so go read those yeah. books. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can share some of our favorites in the comments section um, of the podcast and the YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Because that would be really good. Like, I, you know, I wish at university I didn't do half the subjects and learnt this stuff. Like, yeah. it's so important. And it's, and you, like, I found 
I sometimes I sound so I think I'm sounding silly like my brother's bit an accountant and I'll ring him up and I'll ask him like what does this mean or what does this mean on my tax return then I'm like no you know I shouldn't feel silly because where where would I've been learned about yeah. that like you actually aren't educated about it so don't feel silly in the fact that this might sound all taboo and you have no idea about your taxes or yeah. no idea about life insurance or your super like most of us aren't educated about that. So it's yeah. about getting out there and the resources are there. Like in this day and age, yeah. you've got YouTube, you've got books, you've got podcasts, you've everything. Got everything. I love the saying that um, great leaders maximize resources. And it's so true. Anyone who's like successful in their field, they've maximized all their resources. Like they've tapped into anything and everything that they can. So opening a company, like this is the first time I've ever done that. (laughs) Thank God for my husband because he knows all about this. He's opened several companies. So I was like, you know, I like walk into my accountant and I'm like, I need to open a company. And he's like, cool. All right. You need to start paying yourself a wage. And I'm like, oh, what does that look like? And he's like, okay, well, you need to pay yourself a wage. Then you pay tax and then you've got to pay yourself super. And I'm like, what? Like what? (laughs) I was just like (laughs) gobsmacked. I was like, where am I meant to learn about this? So I'm like, you know, making little Excel spreadsheets, like, okay, like 30% of that is this and super is 9.2%. And I'm just like, oh my God, I need to do a crash course on this. Like I, so I'm like now reading books about opening companies and paying yourself a wage and, you know, tax brackets. And it's like, I, where else would you learn it from? Mm. You, you have to learn about this stuff for you to be successful in it. There's no point me ringing up my accountant for like three hours being like, excuse me, <laughs> I don't understand how to do this. <laughs> so for you guys who are listening in, I think we just hope that you're loving the vlogcast so much and you're getting value and you're learning from other people and thinking like how you can think bigger, how you can do yeah. things differently. Um, We'd love some feedback. Yeah. We'd love to know how, yeah, how it's going, I guess, and... Yeah, follow us. Follow us. Make sure you're subscribing and, and sharing it with your friends and family if it's resonating because, um, yeah, we're here to just serve and add value. Yeah, and then I think if you know a little bit more about our story and, like, how much you love business, hopefully we'll talk about um, multi-level marketing in another one as well. Like, you can actually understand why that business is such a smart business structure and our actual motivations and intentions for pursuing that when you hear our story and our experiences mm. beforehand. Um, but in regards to money and mindset, we're really excited for you to listen and hear from uh, Mitch and Mills because I know yeah. they've been really big influencing us on our journey with money. So they're coming up. So stay yeah, tuned. Yeah, they're an exciting duo, those two. I love them. They crack me up. <laughs> <laughs> so episode, I don't know what episode number this is, but done and dusted. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Survive the retro the retrograde well who knows i don't even know if this is recording. if this makes it up to youtube we won we, we, bet it. <laughs> we beat the mercury retrograde yeah, we, did. <laughs> <F> <you>. <laughs> we hope you loved that episode of the babes talking business vlogcast guys we're just loving bringing you these episodes our mission is to share and add value to your week whether you're a budding entrepreneur or you're a veteran in the owning your own business game don't forget if you're loving our podcast we would like love for you to rate us and drop us some love on the itunes app because we want to know your feedback we want to know what you're thinking once a week one lucky reviewer will be shouted out on our instagram so when you leave us some feedback on the itunes app don't forget to include your instagram handle and or your website so that we can shout you out 
Guys, you can follow us on Instagram by going to at Babes Talking Business. You can check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com. And this podcast is actually a vlogcast as well, meaning you can watch each and every single interview by heading over to our YouTube channel. All the links for all of these are below in the podcast notes and on our website as well. Thanks for tuning in.